Hello. Oh, you got to unmute yourself. It might just be you and me. Well, <laughs> hello. I have such a great share this morning. A great what? A share. A great oh, share. Well, oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love to hear it. <laughs> Shall we pray in? Yes. Would you like to or want me to? I would love to. Oh, here comes Tracy. We'll give Tracy a moment. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Ronnie. Hi, Lori. I don't know which one of my clocks is right. I mean, what time is it anyway? <laughs> mine says one after. That's what mine says. Okay. All right. I thought um, I thought I'd be later and there'd be more people, but that's good news. Hi, everybody. Anyway, we're just getting ready to pray in. Great. <laughs> so we take a few deep breaths. Sink into our hearts. Sink into the stillness of God's love, God's peace, and God's joy. We take a breath of love and gratitude and partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self to remember and recognize the truth of who we are. We are one in God. We are one in love. We are perfect, whole, and complete. We are so grateful to come together to share our breakthroughs, our struggles, our healing. We're grateful to know that we're two or more gathered. Spirit is here with us and guiding us in what we say. We hold each other and see each other as the truth of who we are. We see each other as perfect, whole, and complete. We have no judgments. Hmm. We spend this time healing. We spend this time laughing. We spend this time enjoying each other. And we share the benefits with all our brothers and sisters because we are one with them. With love, and gratitude. Amen. 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 <sighs> Thank you, Ronnie. You're welcome. Wonderful. I love to pray. Mm. <laughs> Boy, I got to put on my glasses. There you guys are. Um, well, I've been reading in the healing and recovery. And I'm still reading in the A Course in Miracles. And I had the biggest breakthrough I think I have ever had in my whole life this wow. morning. Um, it all is reading this about willingness and about uh, the healing and recovery. You guys, are you reading it? I don't have it yet. And... Um, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It is so great because first of all, it talks about, you know, when I first 
it caught my attention, the book, is that it ha talks about different levels of energy. So you've got your 200 level and below is all of the negative energies that create bad health and, and, and above creates a lot of possibility and a lot of energies. So that caught my eye. I loved thinking that we're innocent and then people and news and um, parents and teachers tell us this is right, this is wrong, this is right, this is wrong. So whoops, app, we lose our innocence. Or I, I lost my innocence. And so I didn't know how to find it. So that's one thing that caught my attention. The next thing that caught my attention was being willing being willing to um, have things, just being willing to let go of the past and being willing to forgive and being willing not to judge. And um, so that is what I was reading this morning in both of the books, in Healing and Recovery, Dina, and then also in, um, in the A Course in Miracles. So... Okay, I've heard it before, and I have Jennifer's willing cards, and I have willing to release all responsibility for others. I got that, and I've been hearing it, but today it popped. So I was making French bread for a funeral. I had not ever made the French bread before, and I, when I put the dough, you have to knead it. Every 10 minutes, you have to knead it. And so when I, when I got it out of the bread bowl, it was flat, and it was so too moist. It didn't have enough flour in it, I thought. So I said, am I, am I willing to have this bread flop? And, and I sat there, and I thought, my whole life went before me because I have never been willing to have anything fail. And so every time something fails, I am devastated. And I go below that 200. I go to anger and depression and anxiety and all that stuff below the 200 level. And so I said, I'm willing to have this flop. And I put it on the bread pans and I molded it. And as I've been cooking, it's still in the oven. I'm going to have to run and get it out. But as I'm cooking it, it isn't working out. And I'm thinking to myself, I am willing to have it go either way. And I, um, and as I've been working on this bread baking and on this bread, because I've been working on it since 8 o'clock this morning, I have been looking around at everything. Like I have this bush up front that I have not been willing to attack. There's a bunny that lives under there, and it's just dead under this bush. So this morning, as I'm waiting for the bread, I'm going out there, and I say to myself, I am willing to have this lopsided because I've never been willing. And so what's happened in the last, I'm going to say five years, I have not been willing to have anything not be perfect. So therefore, I've been resigned. And I have been resigned enough that I'm hopeless, helpless, and won't attempt it without telling you guys how much I need, you know, that, that I'm so overwhelmed by having this bush, this bread, 
my kids, my life be a certain way. And if it's not, then I'm devastated. So that is something I've, I've been really, really excited about this morning is just being, what if life, what if I am willing for anything to happen? I put my sights for what I want and I'm willing. So I just, I can see this in every area of my life, my job. I wasn't willing to have anybody complain or be unhappy. With my father, I was not willing at all to have his judgment. With um, my husband's health, I'm I'm willing until he's ornery, and then I become unwilling. And so I just see everything. Like, I just bought a new car, and it is absolutely gorgeous. It's a dream car. It's a Lexus. I don't like the drive. And so I thought about it drives like a truck. It has a base like a truck. And I thought I have been every day getting in that beautiful car saying it's not comfortable. It doesn't drive. It drives like a truck. It doesn't drive like a car. So that, too, had me realize that I'm unwilling to have a perfect unperfect part of anything of anything and so I thought about raising my son and he was um he didn't go along all the time and what I was willing to do is have a a perfect family and I was unwilling to have any experiment experimental parts of any child so I went to shame and I went to control and I went to bitterness and um, I just see that that just being willing to have love and life and forgive and willingness in each thing that occurs. So I went out there um, outside in my bush that I was willing, I, I became willing this morning. So I went out and I got my Oh, my little chopper, and I chopped the bush as I was thinking about this willing. Am I willing not to have this round, and am I willing to cut off a limb that won't make it look perfect? And all, all the while, I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing. And it has been the biggest release. It has been a pop. Um, so I really want to encourage everybody to get into this book because I believe that this book is what popped the the thought of willingness because it talks about controlling your mind again just like a course of miracles but also talks about the energies that we're putting into our life will put us up to a more positive living and um and so I just wanted to share all that because it has been I'm, I cannot, I can't tell you how freeing it is to realize that I can look on things in a, in a peaceful way, in a loving way, no matter if it's a perfect, I mean, it's perfect because it is, it is what it is, so.
my thought that came when you were saying that was um, looking for the beauty and imperfection. You know, maybe the bush is a little off, but, you know, to see the beauty and it's, you know, in it's I was actually thinking about this earlier about how I'm not sure how it came up. I was doing yoga and there was something on my mat that looked like a person, but it wasn't, um, you know, how we our sense of beauty is like everything's in proportion and perfect. You know, the more beautiful you are, the more I think uh, aligned. There's a word for it where everything is set just right and proportioned right. And this, this, it looked like a person on my mat, but it was like something was missing and something was too high. And yet it looked beautiful to me. And I started thinking, you know, where did this idea come from that, I mean, why do, why are we programmed to think that perfection, you know, the most beautiful among us are the ones who have, you know, their eyes set apart a certain way. The nose is the, you know, there's, there's a certain, um, what is it called? Not diameter. I'm losing, I can't think of what the word is. Anybody else think of the word I'm looking for? Uh, Everything's in proportion or something. Is that it? Symmetrical, yeah. And so, um, you know, what? why did I, why do I automatically, there's something in me that says symmetrical. The more symmetrical, the more beautiful. So that, I know that just kind of came to my mind, Lori, when you were talking about the bush. So perfection is somehow it's either been put to you or you've agreed to it to um, per- perfect is what's let's just use the word beautiful or in your case, maybe acceptable. And yet what is the beauty of, let's say an experimental child who I, I had several experimental child children and um, it's horrible when they're going through their experimentation and different than what the, you know, perfect family looks like, but they come out and they have such depth that um, perfect family doesn't, doesn't have. You know, all kinds of things like that. For sure. sure. I have found that willingness is is huge. There's a lot of freedom that's found in in uh, willingness. And uh, I had uh, an experience yesterday morning where I, when I got out of bed, went into the bathroom, did my thing. I grabbed up all the towels because Friday is laundry day and I want to start early so that I'm not doing it all day. So I grabbed all the towels and I walked, you know, through the living area and into the laundry room and I throw the towels in the dryer instead of the wash. And I stood there for a moment and I, I started feeling that feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm, 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 I'm getting Alzheimer's. I'm getting so forgetful. How could I do this? How stupid? You know, I could see that coming up. And all of a sudden, I started laughing. And I said to myself, silly me. And in that moment, the whole, my whole, the whole, my whole being changed. The way I felt, it's like realizing I, I could see that before I would go down that road beating myself up, and I realized what an unloving act that was towards myself, and I realized that by saying, start to laugh at myself and say, "Oh, silly me," it was the way I felt was just so much higher vibration and I thought you know 
from now on, when I'm in that situation, I'm going to remember to laugh and say silly me because the other way, because that is such a more loving way to approach it. And uh, the other thing I learned about being willing and not wanting everything perfect is I finally started writing in my, uh, my journal this year. You know, in the past I've written in a journal, but they've always been about all my grievances. <laughs> so I, I didn't want to do that anymore. And the other thing was I didn't want to, I, I would write in pencil because I'm really a really bad speller. And if I'm writing really fast, my thoughts can get ahead of me and I, you know, you know, I just don't write well. And so I do in pencil because what can I do with the pencil? I can erase it and then go back and, and spell it correctly or do what I need to do. And uh, I finally decided that, you know what? I want to get me a really nice pen and I want to write my journal with a pen. So one day I was going from one client to the next and I had this all this extra time and I drive down the street and I see pens and more store. So I go in there and I buy me a really cool pen. This is a really cool pen. <laughs> it's a gel pen. And so I started writing in my journal with my pen and I haven't gone back to my pencil. And and the other thing, and yeah, I see I, I have crossed out words and such, but it's not as bad as I thought it was. And the other thing is, is that I really want to draw. I really, really want to draw. And I really want to draw things in my, my journal. And, but it's like, but I don't really know how to draw. But the truth is, when I was young, I could draw when I was really young. But over time, I had myself believing I can't draw. And I'm going to take drawing lessons or I'm going to do something. I never got around to it. But finally, one day I said, you know what? I'm just going to start. Uh, uh, my prayer partner was saying how she, she has to look at things to draw. It doesn't just come in her mind. And it gave me the idea, hey, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start just looking at things that I like and I'm going to draw them. And so uh, that's what I've been doing in my journal. This was my very first one. Actually, that wasn't even something that I that I found. That was just out of my that was out of my mind. But that's now beautiful. it's like, Ronnie, every day. I don't want, and then I was experimenting with uh, gel pens. Didn't mm -hmm. like my that one, but gel pens. That just wasn't something I saw. Then see my little caterpillar. Oh, <laughs> that's with pencil, colored pencils. And I have decided I really like colored pencils. So I'm like I'm drawing, guys, and I'm writing in my book, and it is so so freeing. And you're willing to let all those beliefs we have about how things need to be perfect. In fact, I wasn't even going to show anybody these things because I'm like, oh, man. But, yeah, it's, I just love it. I love, it's just, there's so much freedom there in the willingness 
and letting things just be the way they are and let them just and um what really helps me is always asking spirit spirit what shall i draw what shall i draw and spirit always leads me into what i'm drawing or what am i writing but uh, that's a huge part of it for me too is always tuning into spirit and asking spirit to guide me through whatever I'm doing. And that helps me to realize that whatever I am doing is perfect. Perfect. Here's uh, this that you just said in the book, this new book. Okay. So it says, the innocence of the child has no warning within it. Nothing that says this is a world that is out to program you with as much negativity as you are willing to buy. And with the drawing, because you said when you were a child, you used to be comfortable drawing and knew that you could draw. And then it just, I love that. It just, as with as much negativity as you are willing to buy. It takes the willingness to be aware that within us is our innocence and that that innocence needs to be protected. And I just love it. That just beautiful art. That is really pretty. It's inspiring. Yeah. I gotta go get my bread out of the oven. <laughs> can almost smell the bread. Oh, it smells so good. <laughs> I really can. It's weird. I had something to share, but I kind of want to wait till she comes back because it connects. Otherwise, I'll just be missing. I love that you're doing that art, Ronnie. That's so beautiful. The creative part, right? Whatever's creative coming out. Oh, me too. Like playfulness, it, right? It is, and it feels really, really good when I'm doing it. I just feel this happiness inside. And, uh, Wasn't there something about you and dancing that you you want, had had this kind of um, desire to take dance lessons and you dance around your house and that kind of thing? Something I remember about you and dancing. You know, I, I, I have mentioned that, and that is actually part of my letter that I wrote to myself this year. And it's really interesting that when uh, – about a week ago, I started thinking about that, and I thought, you know what? I think I think I'm gonna dance. I'm gonna take find it uh, dance to one song every day, every day. And then I listen to Lisa Natoli right after that, and she, that's what she gets up and she dances like for 45 minutes. <laughs> and I thought that just kind of helped really enforce. I want to dance, dance. That's right. I have shared about wanting to dance and and sing throughout the house. And uh, now I really want to make it like part of my spiritual practice in the morning is to to dance. And I put on that one song called uh, Be Happy by I can't remember his name. It's a video, and there's people that that are dancing, and all different peoples on the street, in the classroom, just and so I just really, I really like that song, and I like dancing to that song, and it has a really good beat to it, a vibration to it. But uh, yeah, I just said it's really important to 
to put that in my spiritual practice. <laughs> and also, um, I, you may, I don't know if it's of any interest to you, but I think Linda Soto has a, a practice she shares with others that has something to do with dancing. I'm not quite sure, but I've just seen her little post about that. Might be interesting to follow up to see what she does. And yeah, I know we have talked in uh, the community calls about that body balancing thing that we did at uh, spiritual counseling intensive. Yeah, I I teach when we have meetings, I I show people how to do it. and They just kind of laugh at me. (laughs) It's the cross body balance. Yeah. It's good. It's a good. It's a good practice. It is a good practice. Yeah. 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 I heard the calls even though I wasn't there, and and have used that. Um, it's important too with child development stuff. So I'm familiar with it from from there. But knowing that it's good for all of us. So yeah. Sometimes sometimes I'll do a variation of that for myself. But dancing is so. Um, uh, the energy, right? The joy, the happiness, um, the creativity, the movement. So, I, 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 that's an interesting thought to make it a part of spiritual practice. Um, it, yeah, I, I, I might too. Especially for me, that would work well. I think um, in the evening, when when I don't have my thoughts, it seems like it's clear because it seems like I'm tired because I haven't overcome those beliefs yet, you know, but to to use the dancing then for a different kind of expression and experience of life and joy and happiness. Mm. Now, in my case, I have um, inhibition surrounding dance and movement. Now, I'm, I'm a martial artist and I do yoga. And I, so there's certain types of movement that are, you know, kind of more masculine, I guess, and preordained and, you know, there's a certain sequence to do it and I'm okay with that. But when it comes to like freestyle dancing, I have so much inhibition. It really bothers me. I'd like to actually figure out what lies behind that and break through it. So maybe, I don't know. I'm not sure how I would do that. Cause for, for you guys, it seems like you like, you love dance and it's part of creative expression. For me, it's like part of being ashamed or feeling I can't do it or feeling awkward. And I don't know where I'd start with that. Do you you think it would help to do it without a mirror? Like make sure there's no mirror and just do it for the enjoyment, like when nobody's watching? There's something with that. It's like it doesn't matter because I'm watching (laughs) from some internal eye, I think is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably have to do what Lori's talking about with the bush. Like I'm probably going to have to come to some, some acceptance and willingness to, to in my, what in my view would be to look stupid potentially or look awkward or not get it right or be off movement. You know, I think, I think for me, it's going to be somewhere, you know, I just, you know, not wanting to look stupid in front of people or even, I don't know why I can't even do it by myself. I <laughs> I don't want to look stupid in front of myself. (laughs) I can totally relate to everything you're saying because that's how I've been with it. I mean, yeah, I don't even want to look stupid in front of myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not really sure what broke it for me when I finally decided. I think 
I started doing it and it just felt good. And that encouraged me to do it. Like run, you know, go th dance through the house and do little ballerina things, twirls. And, and you know, what's really strange in my case is, you know, I, I have a, occasionally a group of people I'll go, we know, we know um, some of the older hippie band, you know, they've been in bands for 40 or 50 years. And, you know, so we'll, we'll go and there'll be some dancing. And I always, so admire the people that dance stupidly like <laughs> you know there's just those people that they're just out there with all oh, their heart and soul they are dancing stupidly awkwardly you know and I think yes yes I want to be like that so whatever it is that it's it's it really truly isn't a, about um you know it's some kind of I don't know I guess I need to do a forgiveness letter or see what comes up about it or some kind of experiment it's interesting. Thanks for letting me um, find more things to work on. <laughs> I wrote a, a forgiveness letter, and that's what started me really getting open. So I think that's a really great idea. Who's on 910? Phone number? Do we know? They probably, it's hard to remember if it starts, yeah. Hi. It's Felicia. Well, hi, Felicia. Hi, Felicia. Hey. Good to have you on the phone. Yeah, great to be here. Well, so I put, I am willing to be attentive and not catch myself doing something wrong with myself. For, for before others do. So I was listening on, um, okay. I was listening to a podcast about a personality type. And I am a three in the personality type. So there's a one, two, three, four. And so the three, the one is really like uh, happy, happy, happy and joyful. Loves that. And can be stifled because people say that it's, you know, you're too out of control. And then there's a two that's a, like a chameleon taking on everybody's emotions. And then there's a three, which is assertive and creative and want to get the job done and want to, you know, so I'll start things. And um, I have a lot of enthusiasm. However, with that type of in personality, um, the, you're taught that shut up. You've said too much. You're out of control. You're too assertive. You, you know, you are taking over. And so I um, put, the, and so this said that I am willing to not, so I, so I became, so I become, <laughs> sorry about all this stuff. It's so fun to, to figure it out or to, to see it. But I, I, uh, so I, I really tell you, I'll tell everybody my mistake before you notice it. So I have wet hair today. So my first instinct was to say, oh, I've got wet hair. And this is the reason why I have wet hair, because I'm going to tell my story, my, my uh, negatives to people before they catch me doing something wrong. So um, just willing to release that I have to tell you my flaw before you find out because again 
I'm willing to have, what I'm willing to do is I'm willing to have whatever I say, however it comes to you, is okay. So I'm willing to have that be okay and not try to think, again, that perfect stuff. So, you know, I may talk perfect, but you guys, I'm not perfect, and this is the reasons why. So um, so that's just what has come to my mind about being willing is, is it is so cool, this feeling. It's so freeing to know that I am free today, that I'm free to talk that I'm free to do a bush. And, and by the way, my bread did not turn out. And I am willing to have it that way, just to be that way. And you know what? I'm willing to take it to the funeral. I'm going to cut it up. I'm going to dice it up in smaller pieces. And I'm willing to take it to the funeral in love. And um, and, and I, I, wow, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live that way. I am. It's so interesting how, I mean, we're just learning so many of the same things. When I was up in um, Carmel, I um, became aware of how I was doing what Ronnie was saying, which is it's related to this, what Laurie is saying. Um, I'd be criticizing myself for, or, or scaring myself when I would make a little mistake, like Ronnie said, she put the towels in the dryer, things like that. I mean, I can't even think of an example right now, but I was doing some things like that where um, my thoughts would immediately go to both like self-criticism, like, you know, you idiot or you dummy or, you know, what, what on earth? And for me to say, kind of, Ronnie, you were saying this too, that you go to, uh, oh my gosh, I'm getting dementia. So it also goes to fear. Like, what does this mean about my mind? Oh my gosh, you know. So it's both, but what, both of which are very um, anxiety and fearful producing ways of thinking, right? I'm, I'm one, I'm criticizing myself and two, I'm going in all sorts of fear thoughts. And I was, um, but what I was really grateful for is I became aware of it right away, just like Ronnie was saying with the dryer. Right away, I go, wow, you know, don't, you know, no, no, ego, no. It, th this doesn't mean I'm getting Alzheimer's. It doesn't mean it. What it means is just I'm, I'm allowing myself to try to be thinking in too many directions at once. And if I'll just be mindfully present with what I'm doing, I am fully capable of, you know, of um, the equivalent of not putting the, clothes in the dryer and putting them in the washer. I was, I was doing stuff like that. And, and I'm not going to scare myself by going down the road of, oh my gosh, something's wrong with my brain, my body, my health. And, and what does it mean? Um, and, um, but, but I, I, I really ran into some very significant experiences there that way that I'm still kind of um, digesting or, or inquiring you know, what, what is this for? You know, what's the lesson in it for me? Um, I had a really bad reaction to something and you can see a little bit, see my hand, see how it's really red, really red. Okay. Well, it, it was all the way up the inside of my arm to my inside of my elbow. And it was way worse. I mean, like it's way better now, super itchy. And now it's pretty much flat, but it was like welted. Like I could feel the bump here and on both hands. 
and itchy and painful and burny. And it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And I had to go, you know, I was going through a series of things in terms of external factors of what it was about. And I, um, I think, I think it's, I think it was a detergent used on the sheets that I was sleeping on there. I finally <laughs> boiled it down, I think, pretty sure. But, um, but in terms of Course in Miracles and in our class, I was thinking, okay, so what are the um, painful thoughts? You know, what, what, where is my thinking um, not in alignment with, with the truth about me? And there were um, you know, a lot of those kind of thoughts that were coming up, again, because this is very related to the family issues that I've been I'm dealing with it. It's really too much to describe. I'm not trying to be um, hide anything. It's just too long of a story to tell. But 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 it's connected to those painful kind of thoughts. Hi, Rand. So um, so it's giving me uh, an opportunity. It's it's the same opportunity that keeps presenting itself for my learning. But I was being kinder with myself, like Ronnie uh, was saying, and and Dina too, like you're saying. Uh, just kind of laughing at myself going you're, you know you're trying to think about 10 things at once no wonder you can't do this right you know it's okay you know it's it's not a big deal it's not a health issue it's nothing wrong with me be nice to myself and i also realized another thing i was doing so laura you say you're like letting us i mean normally you'd let us know ahead of time your hair is wet right like i get that so something else I realized that I do that's very similar to this, I don't know if you guys do it too, but sometimes when I make a mistake and nobody knows about it because I'm just by myself, I will then tell others about it. And this time I was like, why do I do that? Well, I mean, what's the point? I could tell something, I could be focusing on something positive about them or me or beauty and instead I'm, I'm like displaying a mistake that's really meaningless. I mean, pointless. Um, and and so I realized, wow, that's my tendency. My tendency is to go out and tell this little story about this this mistake I made that kind of makes me look like I don't know what I'm doing in a certain area. And I think that that's not loving. It's not loving to me. It's really not loving to anybody. It's kind of, I, I don't know. I think in the past, I, we're taught a lot and we're taught a lot and of course miracles talks about it joining on the level of weakness and i think i go for that a lot join on the level of the weakness and um and i just don't want to keep reinforcing that in me or in others there's such a more positive way to have time with people you know that that reinforces more our strengths and love and so um but anyway, that, that um, yeah, you know, the love lack a lot of times is towards myself, ourselves. Um, and, and, and I, I haven't bought the book yet, Lori, but I, but I'm going to order it. And I was looking at it and, and, and I started reading it online on Amazon. You know how you can peek inside. And, and so it has quite a bit on the different levels. And, and one thing I think that we're talking about here is where, where it says, and not that we're there yet, but we're getting a glimpse of it. The highest level, I can't remember what it's called, but it, it talks about loving the beauty of the process. Like you get past where you're looking at the form level, like what the bush or the bread or the the dryer or the mistakes I was making, you get past all that and you start to love the process of what kind of what we're talking about now. Like, isn't this great what we're learning? 
I mean, isn't this great how we're all growing um, and and doing that through our imperfections? I mean, me, instead of going out and telling everybody the silly mistake I made, just realize, oh, you know, it was a silly mistake. Everybody makes them. I mean, let it go. Go go on to something more and 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 allowing ourselves to express in ways that are enjoyable, like the art with Ronnie and so anyway, yeah. So that's so I so I so I found that idea in that book and some other ideas in that book, um, even though I don't have it yet, what I read online, um helpful also. And 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 to notice when I'm thinking thoughts that would sink me down into those lower levels versus uh being intentional about trying to keep my thoughts in the higher energy fields. And I think that a key point there is that um, it's not about the making of a mistake, but it's going to be the meaning that you related in. So, cause I, I had an experience, I teach a co-teach a yoga class um, and our, our students are deaf and we didn't have our interpreter the other day. Um, and it was, it was just a funny moment where I teach half of it, he teaches half of it, and I was doing the Shavasana, which is where you lay down for, you know, five minutes or so and go into what they call the corpse pose. And it's, it's very, without the interpreter and without, you know, just, it just, we were just having kind of a quiet class. And I, I kind of, I didn't, I was just laying there and all of a sudden I heard some giggles and stuff and I looked up and, you know, I had just, I think I may have fallen asleep. I'm not sure, but <laughs> I popped up and everybody was laughing and I started laughing and it was just, a, it was so, so I think in some cases, I mean, I, I didn't walk away feeling stupid or um, I, I thought it was just a human moment. And, you know, especially because I'm sure being a deaf person, they, you know, they were telling us a little bit about how sometimes they feel awkward, you know, if they can't, figure something out they don't like to feel different you know so um i'm not so sure i didn't that wasn't like really good for them to see the instructor <laughs> like just laying there and not responding and getting up so i think it, i think it's how to we use our human foibles you know that if it's if it's for light and love and i think it's okay to tell those stories in the way that might be um what would you call that it might get down a little bit to our, you know, that, that part where we're all trying to pretend that we don't have, you know, so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go around saying it if it's going to make you feel like you're putting yourself in a bad light, but if you're putting yourself in a human light with people you can trust, some people will use that stuff against you. So you, you got to watch your audience, but for trusted people and in certain cases, I think, I think those are lovely stories, you know, you know, I agree with you, Dina. Yeah, that's a good, good clarification. I was going to be saying it more in a way that was kind of like self-deprecating, like you said, like, like what a dummy. Can you believe I did this? I mean, I can't believe I did this. I mean, like that. And, and it was more on the human level and if, and shared in that way. You're, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, thanks for the clarification. Mm -hmm. So, Tracy, what book were you talking about a moment ago since I got mm -hmm. late? Lori, Lori's reading the Healing and Recovery book by David Hawkins that, that we're going to be reading. And she was asking if we had it. And I had said at the beginning of the call, I, I didn't have it and I hadn't read it. But I actually had read some of it on Amazon, I even though I don't have it yet. Yeah, uh, 
I think Jennifer is going to have the, the second group, the third group, and the Ascension Pathway all read the same book. Uh, I started reading it last year, and I started reading uh, his story, and he talked about having like this 50 illnesses or something. And he started doing the workbook lessons. I don't know if you know the story. If I'm speaking, if you already know all this, just say so. And so he started doing the workbook lessons and he says they all fell away, um, all this stuff. And it inspired me because I've never been able to get through the workbook lessons. And now I'm up into the 200s foundly. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, if any of you are on that healing journey, um, this if you've never gone through all those workbook lessons, this could be your inspiration. It was for me. Are you talking, Randy, you talking about the Course in Miracles workbook section? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I actually did that. Um, I still have some things remaining. <laughs> Maybe I need to go do it again. <laughs> I think it's going to be a yearly thing for me. Um, and I also like to share, uh, I probably have mentioned previously, is Pam Grout, who uh, writes books. She's a science of mind practitioner. She's just this incredibly upbeat, positive, optimistic person. And she wrote the book E Squared and E Cubed and things like that. Those may, those may sound familiar to you, maybe not. But anyways, look her up. She decided this year she was led by spirit to write a commentary every day about the workbook lesson, which, of course, will be a book next year, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, if you're so inclined, I really enjoyed looking at her take on the day's lesson. Uh, have that Pam, uh, her, her commentary. And it's free. Don't cost you anything. You just go look at it. So Grout is spelled G-R-O-A-T, Pam Grout, if you are so inclined. So I'm done with my commercial for Pam now. <laughs> well, my commercial for healing and recovery, guys, is at, when I'm reading this, I'm like on 150 maybe, and I'm like everybody in the world. How am I going to get everybody in the world to read this book? Because it really does set you up to getting rid of more of the onion layers that that Jennifer talks about. Um, you know, I just, I can hear clearer because it's having me, again, it talks about mind control. Um, the one thing that I'd like to say, it says the willingness to let go of habits of negative thinking. Feeling ensures from the willingness to accept the power of mind and the willingness to never allow the mind to say something negative without challenging it and replacing it with positive thought. So I love, I absolutely love the idea that everything that's in my head has been programmed. And if I can remove that, I can be that, the innocence of where my being, and I've never understood this before, the way I understand it today but my being can then take on the challenging situations you know like tracy and i are doing right now with our inheritance piece and it is so cool because like right now we have the 300 acres 
um, land and it's, we want to sell it. And the issue is, should we put cows on it for $10,000 or should we leave no cows on there and try to sell the property the way it is without cows? And we're afraid. My sister and I are afraid to say no because we're afraid not to have the money. However, where is that coming from? Well, it's coming from everything that we have been, that has our experiences, how we've had it, the instilled of you have to have, you need the money. You're going to go, you're going to spend all the money. Uh, fear of, shoot, at the end of the summer, are we going to say, we should have. So we've got all <coughs> of things going on. And if I read all of that and just stand in my innocence, what does my heart say to do? And and I I can't I've never really been able to that I to really say to know what my essence is because I haven't been able to forgive and rid anything in my past that all of these so it, the book just says you don't have to believe anything that you've ever ever been told and even the past experiences that we've had came from the all of the society putting it on us to begin with. So I just, I, I really, really want you guys to read it because I think we can get into some really cool uh, in-depth discussions. I'm on. I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Rand. I'm just going to say I'm on it. I'm going to read it, work on it again. I worked on it some last year. I'll work on it some more this year. Thank you I, for the inspiration. I've been doing 10 day, 10 pages a day because I figure Jennifer said to do two read it in two weeks and it's thick and I'm thinking how do you do this and so I said okay if I pace it at 10 pages a day that's keeping in with the conversation well that went on the wayside because it's getting more and more uh, applicable so when Rand said that we're on level, you know, that he's finally on level 200, what that is, is it's courage. So he talks a lot about courage and how we buying into things and being angry and being uh, all of the lower levels, which is the same kind of thing as spiritual qualities in a way. Excuse me. And, um, but but courage keep moves us into the balance. Courage moves us into having my type three mannerisms moving forward um, my life or moving forward this conversation by saying, you guys, please get this book. It's just really, really a cool. It really is. And Lisa Natoli, you know, I listened to her last year and she was so into this book and I had she had she was so into this book I get it I get why she's into this book and I get why Jennifer's wanting all of us to take it on because it is another level to our you know recovery in a way I need a mental recovery you know as far as not making things up so. I just wanted to say I listened last night to um, the last sacred circle call. We have to those of us who are in um, the counseling training. That's one of our requirements. Yeah. And um, 
Helen, who's a, a constant, she's been a constant person as for as long as I've ever listened to it, was talking about having this really awful argument with her husband. Like um, he just, normally he's very peaceful, but he just let her have it. And her, I think they may be older couple. So her um, instinct was just to kind of freeze and take it. And then, and then later, like she walked out of the room, kind of cussed under her breath. And then, you know, there was, there was just this, you know, her, her resentment. So Jennifer was telling her that she could do this exercise with the Holy Spirit where she could get into a meditation and kind of go back to that memory of that argument. And then she could ask Holy Spirit to show her the more loving response or the more loving, um, um, interaction in that, you know, and, and it kind of made me, it clicked for me when you were talking about, you know, the beliefs that have been put in our heads or, you know, we can challenge the beliefs. So here is a situation where, you know, you didn't, you know, you didn't like the, you didn't like what happened. You don't know if you should have walked out or stayed or yelled back or not, you know, but you know, something wasn't good. So Jennifer told her to work on some meditative time with Holy spirit and say, show me the more loving choices for this particular situation. And that um, it, that Holy Spirit would show you not just one, but multiple. And even back, like, if there's a childhood connection, that you would go back to childhood and be shown more. She said deeper and deeper levels of loving, more loving choices. Um, I tried it a little bit this morning in my yoga class. I had just, I found myself saying something that I didn't like the way it came out of my mouth. It sounded a little arrogant. So when I was sitting down, I said to myself, you know, Holy Spirit, show me a more loving response and thought, you know, to that so that it didn't come off as judgmental and arrogant. And um, what I was instantly shown was kind of like this idea of holding space for people or, you know, when you hold that perfect space. So instead of being judgmental, like, you know, well, you know, and, and the comment that led me to feel arrogant, the, the instructor said, you're always here. You're so dedicated. You know, it's, it's so good you're here. I wish that more people would come. And, and my thought was to be judgmental about, well, yeah, they don't come and they should. And, and I didn't like the way it felt. It felt judgmental. So instead, you know, what kind of started coming into me was to hold that space for um, something that's healthy and good and available and, gentle on the body it gives you lots of different you know uh, positive things and that just to hold the perfect the perfect um desire for people to find that and have that for themselves rather than to say you know anything that sounded judgmental so i'm wondering if um maybe the, even as we say something and it happens to us it doesn't feel good that we can, and I haven't read the book. I do have the book and I'll start reading more of it, but I'm just wondering if those things combine in a way that we can take. And she was saying that, and to ask that any of negative consequences of that interaction that we had that we didn't like be undone. Um, so that, and then, and then you have a time. She was saying that we only think we live in time. We, it's the appearance of living time and we don't. And this is one of the ways that you can send ripples forward and backwards. So I thought that was really interesting. Hi, Marie. How are you? Oh, hi, Jenna. Hi. I'm how fine. Are, I'm, I'm how, are okay. things, how are things going with your grandchildren? Well, um, you know, I have... Uh, 
I, I could call them every every three days, and uh, we could discuss. And uh, I um, I uh, will go there to to pick them up from their uh, town. How do we say that? To pick them and to take them back with me because they are 1,000 kilometers from me, so it's their uh, Eastern vacation this moment. And uh, I hope I can uh, give them love and to make them peaceful. Thank you very much for all of your prayers. Uh, I am not so good at uh, using uh, Google and asking for prayers, so I couldn't ask for prayers. Even if I was willing to ask for that, but I think that, thank you. Thank you very much, Diana. Actually, Angela had posted something um, for, in your stead asking for us to pray. So I think many, many of us did. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. That's very kind of you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm sorry for being late. <laughs> this um, just re reminds me, hi, Maria, this isn't about um, your the grandchildren, but I'm praying to praying for them, too. Um, this this is going back to the book. I, I feel like since I was away for the two weeks, I'm um, I, I, I've like re-listened to all the sessions, but I, I feel like I've missed a piece. So um, maybe some of the posts or something. So about the book, we're supposed to read it by when? I mean, I missed that. She said two weeks, two weeks from when? I think it's by the 24th because she had to switch out our community. We took, did a community call one. I remember that she missed the day, and then she was going to take the Saturday, I think. So, so, so on the net, on that next class on the 24th, that's when we're going to start talking about the book. Is that I what it is? I think so. I think so. Which book is that? See, see, she's missed it too. I mean, uh, I, I, healing and recovery, and it was it was in an email. If you want to check your emails. Okay. Somewhere, I think maybe two weeks ago, the lat well, yes, it would have been two weeks ago, she got caught in the airport traffic. Something was delayed. She wasn't going to be able to make it in time for the Tuesday class. So instead, she sent out an email and just said, have a community call and we'll be, and get this. I actually ordered the book that day because it came in with, you know, telling us to order it and that she would, we would begin discussing, and I'm pretty sure it was the 24th. But oh, you can hear oh, yeah. What about that? You'll it, know, you'll recognize it because it'll talk about she's stuck in traffic at JFK okay. Airport. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's oh, Alicia. I, what she said about the 24th is that the 24th was our day to have a community call, but instead that will be the makeup call that she missed the day she was stuck in traffic. But... Oh. Um, in our last class from last week, she had said, um, she didn't give a date for us to finish reading the book. She said, take a while, but not too long. So there's no date to start discussing the book yet. Mm. What, mm -hmm. what I heard. Yeah, I heard that too, Felicia. I think that's why I'm a little confused. So, all right. It sounds like it's not totally clear. <laughs> it's not just me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... Uh... 
what is the? I'm sorry. Um, what is the title of the book? I keep forgetting. I'm going to write it down so I don't have to look it up again. It's healing and recovery. Yeah, healing. But it's by all things, I think. David David Hawkins. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Are we ready to end the call? <laughs> yeah, I was I was looking quickly to see if I could find the email. I know it was sent out on April 10th. I just because um, I got an email asking if you know uh, Rieko and I were asked if we would take a lead on the community call or to turn it into a community call. So I know it was an April 10th email. I just couldn't find it easily for that might have some clarification about where to order the book and um, maybe what she plans to do. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I, I tried. I tried to find it. You're muted, Ronnie. <laughs> I think I may, I turned myself on and then turned myself off. She uh, said Amazon. She has a specific link uh, in her email. And by clicking on that link, I believe she gets like credit for it. Right? Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. On Amazon. On Amazon, yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Before we pray out, I just wanted to ask, is there anyone um, of this group going to the um, the playing small retreat? Stop playing small retreat, I should say. No one here? Yeah. Are you? I, I am. My sister convinced me to go. I didn't really, wasn't really planning to do it, but she called me, and this is her, she's in ML1, and she had had a dream about being there 
Wow. Um, saw herself like all crying and excited and, you know, just all that. She says, we, we just got to go. We've got to go. So I said, okay, I'll go with you. So I think uh, Paula, I heard, is going. Um, let me think who else. Oh, um, I think her, is her name uh, Carol um, Miss Robian? Yeah. She's going. And Araba are the ones I think that I know of. Can I ask you what is really playing small? I think it's just so that, um, from my understanding, it will be where Jennifer helps us to find our blocks to um, being, you know, letting our true larger spirit, you know, anything that would hold us back and keep us not from living to what we would like to live. Our our spirit potential is what my understanding is, that we're going to knock mm. some beliefs out um, and look at some beliefs that might be, you know, keeping us from being our most loving self, our most willing self, our, you know, um, maybe we're scared, fears, that kind of thing. I'll let you know when I get back. I'll give you more insight. <laughs> Thank you. Marie, I think that's such a great question. Yeah, I think that's really, what, is, what does that mean, playing spot? Where, what country are you in, Marie? In France. In France, okay. Yes. So what, do you speak French and other languages too? Yeah, my mother tongue is Madagascar, French, but then I can't speak my uh, Madagascar. I can speak French, a little bit of English, and uh, maybe a bit of Spanish. And Spanish too, wow. Yeah. And Marie, what city are you in? Are you in Paris, or where are you? In Nice. Nice, okay. Yes. Wow. Southern. And you see my last name? Can you see my last name? Uh, Desjardins, yes. It's a French. It's a French. <laughs> it, it is French, yeah. I am not French, but I'm married into a French family. And oh, they were from, They were right, from right outside of Paris. I think it was something sur, sur, something on the water, something sur mer. I don't remember exactly. Right outside of Paris, though. Oh, okay. Thank you. Oh, well. <laughs> I've been to Nice, Marie. Yes. Long time ago. Long time ago. Wow. Did you like it? Oh, yes. It's on the water too, right? Yeah. By the sea. Beautiful. The Mediterranean Sea. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. We are uh, surrounded by uh, billionaires people, so the town is always very clean <laughs> and uh, I learned to just uh, um, how do you say that they are all retirees people and I learned to just say thank you for being here to everyone <laughs> to be grateful for their presence because the town is uh, well uh, is Beautiful, anyway. It's beautiful. It's full of flowers, of of trees, and uh, it's very clean. And is it? You said they are retirees. Is that what you what you were saying? Retirees. 
many, many retirees. And so what, what is it that they do to keep it clean? Do they do like, do they walk and pick up the trash? Do they, what do they do? Oh, everywhere. You, if you, if a policeman see you throw away even a small piece of paper, they fire you. <laughs> you, you have a fine. I don't know if that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, ask you a question, Diana, or everyone. Uh, how do you know you are guided by the ego or the spirit when uh, um, sometimes you feel so peaceful, but afterward you knew that it was the ego who was guiding you? That's an excellent question. Um it might be different depending on your personality type. Lori was talking a little bit about personality type earlier. I noticed that for me, I can get caught like what, just what you're saying, not in the peacefulness, but in um, excitement. I'll be, I'll suddenly realize that I'm super excited and super, you know, just wanting, wanting everybody, you know, just it, I get like real revved up and just a lot of excitement. And then I'll realize that it's, you know, it hit me the other day. Oh, that was my ego. And I wasn't tuned into spirit. I was tuned into my excitement and it can, it's a very fine line. It can be a very fine line. I think, uh, but I realized when somebody brought it to my attention and then I said, Oh, you're right. Um, because my excitement could have been discouraging to others because these were like first year students and I was saying something, getting all excited about it. Like I, I was proposing that we do 40 days of the forgiveness letters, one letter a day. And these were like first, these are like finding freedom students that barely, you know, and I just got so like, man, we could read them to each other. And then afterwards, um, Rieko, who is, we're doing a 10 week um, co-facilitation and she started laughing at me. She's so sweet. And she said, um, she said, I could tell how excited you were, uh, but I just wonder if maybe it could have been confusing to anyone. And I said, oh, you're right. And it just, you know, then I knew it was so clear to me on the spirit side. Mm. So I think each of us, I think sometimes it's really clear. You know, we get an insight and it feels peaceful and good and it's clear. But other times there could be some subtleties. Mm. Yeah. That's my experience. My my experience as of last Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mm. Excitement. Yeah. Mm. I think my um, experience has, if I feel good, I feel like that's carrying me to where I want to go. So um, if it feels positive, and then if it feels negative, then I believe that that's the ego. But even though I'm feeling good, and but the, the ego can come in and make me feel bad about what I just did and um, question what I just did. 
and I'm free today. So I get to let all that go because I'm just going to be willing. I'm going to be willing to step into my, when I'm being moved to, you know, when I feel good about something, when I'm just going to, to move into that space and trust and have faith that it is going, it is part of the spirit. So I think just being willing is mm-hmm. uh, what I'm catching because I've been so afraid to do that. I will be in the ego and that, but I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to walk, not carefully. I'm just going to walk with courage. Walk with courage. And so you, when you say to be willing, so is that to be willing to be guided by the spirit? Mm-hmm. That's what you think. Okay. Mm. Okay. Well, shall we pray out? Okay. All right. Okay. Anybody want to do that? I'm willing. <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, uh, do you want me to do that? I would was not there. Would you like to do that, Marie? Uh, please go ahead. I was not there at the opening prayer, and I am not truly tuned with you. <laughs> We're so glad to have you today. Um, uh, before I I pray out, I just wanted to apologize to Felicia, who's on the phone, because I feel like. When she first got on the phone and we found out who she was, uh, I saw this, the green box that maybe you wanted to say something, Felicia. And I just want to, you know, I've been thinking about that throughout this, all of the conversation because we haven't heard from you um, after that. So I send love to you. Okay. Uh, Okay. Hand on our hearts. Breathing in spirit. Holy Spirit, we are so grateful that we have this group. That we are grateful that we have Jennifer as our fearless leader that is, that's showing us that we can release judgment, that we can release our fears. We can live in love and light for the rest of our lives and how grateful I am that she is in the presence of this group. I am grateful also to just have springtime, that we have a new renewed hope and that we have more energy and love and light to share in the world. I offer up any and any reservation that any of us have for feeling like it's impossible for us to step forward. I ask that I offer up that and I ask for courage for each one of us that we're able to attain a life that is so full of possibilities that we have never known. And I share the benefits with everyone. And so it is. Amen. 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 Okay. See you guys on Tuesday. Marie, are you going to be able to join us on Tuesday? On Tuesday? Uh, With what class? Time, what time is the class? I think it's too late for me. Oh. What time is it? Well, it's uh, 
7 Eastern, which I think oh. for you is like 4 a.m. or something. Yeah, it will be 3 or 4 a.m. for me. So, I'm so you're listening to the classes? And yeah, I'm listening to the downloads classes and reading the transcript okay oh okay that would that's very helpful okay well then we will see you next time yeah i'll see you okay. next time thank you bye bye everyone All right. i love bye. you bye 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 bye, bye, -bye.